to the How Do You Health podcast. I'm Allison with Flabs to Fitness, and of course, this show is brought to you by MSW Lounge, keeping Austin vitamized with all-natural FDA-approved liver detox shots, as well as other shots and IVs that can get you feeling right, whatever your health goals are. That was invented by Dr. Jonathan Mendoza, who is the host of this podcast, And they have produced Slenderella, which is the vitamin liver detox blend. And Slenderella basically works to detox the liver first and foremost, again, using all natural FDA approved vitamins, minerals, amino acids. And Slenderella helps you lose weight by detoxing the liver. And again, weight loss is a side effect of the liver detox. Other side effects include energy, elevated mood, improved serotonin production, and new results are coming in from our clinical trials of patients that it likely helps detox the brain as well. So that's pretty dang cool. We are also brought to you by Flabs to Fitness, specializing in 20-minute workouts you can do anywhere. These are mailed weekly. They are only $19 a month. And they work, so that's pretty cool. They are focused on functional fitness and getting you the best workout possible from anywhere at any time so that you can be on your way to achieve your greatness. Flabs to Fitness also provides brand management for other health companies such as MSW Lounge and Slenderella. We have a new sponsor on the podcast today as well. Athletic Outcomes is Austin's boutique wellness studio focusing on functional fitness and sports recovery. Located in Southeast Austin, AO provides services such as personal training, group classes, pre- and postnatal training, nutrition coaching, massage therapy, chiropractic, recovery compression boots, and MSW lounge vitamin shots. It is your one-stop shop for health and fitness. Check them out on social media at Athletic Outcomes to stay up to date with their events and programs. All right, we are done with our advertisements. Our guest for today is Sean Reeves, who is a PGA pro golfer. He just got picked up by Austin Country Club with his brand that he represents today, actually, uh, the day that we recorded this audio, so a couple weeks ago now, but... He and John were going over some of his blood work and they decided that they wanted to show you guys what a blood analysis and health recommendations with Dr. Mendoza slash Nurse Doza uh, sounds like and, and looks like. So this is a really cool interview. John and Baldo have known Sean since college. So really excited to share this episode with you today. And of course, all of the links are going to be in the description of this podcast if you want to book a session for yourself. Enjoy. So this is Jonathan Mendoza over here at MSW Lounge sitting here with Baldo Garza and our good friend from college, Sean Reeves. And uh, we're sitting here and he's asking me a lot of questions. I not seen him in a while. He's asking me questions about uh, his health, like diabetes and cholesterol and all that. So I figured we might as well start a podcast here because uh, this is going to get a little in depth. And I think uh, Sean's probably going to appreciate that. What do you say, Sean? Say hi to everyone. Hey, what's up? Yeah, so, I am. So Sean is a... Uh, uh, can we say a PGA pro yeah. golfer? Class A golfer, yeah. Class A golfer, which means he has a PGA card. 
Yes. It's awesome. So he is traveling around Texas uh, and the country pretty much playing tournaments throughout the year. And so we've stayed in, you know, good friends throughout the years. He's always asked me questions about his health. He just asked me right now about, you know, his diet and, and some of the things it does to, you know, create havoc on the body. So, what, Sean, what was your question again? Um, so I have no uh, history. Or me personally, I don't have any history of like high blood pressure or cholesterol as far as I know. But my uh, my dad and his grandmother, they all have diabetes. And I was telling him that sometimes I just, you know, sometimes I just eat like crap. And sometimes I'll have ice cream and Coke and I'll finish it off with a bowl of cereal. And I'm just curious, does that have a long-term effect where I could potentially get diabetes? So... I, the short answer was yes, and and the long answer is it's a different kind of diabetes. So, what most people realize is there's type there's two types of diabetes yeah. you know of, right? Like yes. the one you're like you have a kid, you're a kid, and you were born without insulin, so you have to give yourself insulin okay. shots, right? And then there's a second one that you acquire throughout a lifestyle, like you mentioned, like the diet and then not taking care of yourself. But like you're a golfer, so like you're active, you're out moving, yeah, you're an athlete, yeah. right? So, so I feel it's, like I'm taking care of myself, but with these crappy diets I eat sometimes, am I going to throw something off? Yeah, yeah. and it's, it, you will because this is what's going to happen. There's like a type 3 diabetes. Right, and there's and this one's more related to brain health. So you, you keep talking about brain you know, health. Brain health. Uh -huh. We've talked about this whole afternoon, right? So the brain health thing is this: um, going back to like the bulletproof coffee, right, and in and, and the fat and all that we were talking about, and then we talked about hormones and all that. Um, insulin will go up and down throughout your body. So insulin's the issue with diabetes, right? Okay. What I want you to understand is it's not necessarily a blood sugar or blood glucose issue when it comes to diabetes. It's an insulin issue. Mm -hmm. Okay. Think about it this way. Type one, you're born without it. Type two, you use all your insulin up and you're done with it. You used up all your storage. Mm -hmm. Type three causes insulin fluctuations in the brain. This is my theory. And there's a researcher in Brown University who's starting to do this and, and basically say it's linked to Alzheimer's and cognitive decline and dementia. Okay. So... The thing about it is it all comes down to genetics. So if genetics speak to you, do you have diabetes in your family? Yes. Okay, you just said you did, right? I have it in my family too. Both my parents are diabetic. So and if then you, you have, do I have Alzheimer's in my family? Yes. yes. Okay, so genetically, are you at risk for which one of those types of diabetes? Probably the third one that's related to the brain one, the brain health, right? That would be my guess. Because the thing is, which one is going to happen eventually? If you eat pretty healthy... Mm -hmm. And I would say healthy as in like maybe 50% of your meals are like, you know, semi-decent. Yeah, healthy, they are. Right? They okay, are. all right. We, and we plug... Uh... Yeah, so like you... Yeah. you I try HelloFresh and it's great. Yeah, you can plug them. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, so that's fine. Uh, so you can say that you eat... You're cautious about what you put yes, in your system, right? Yes, definitely conscious, but at the same time, I, I do like to drink and uh, I've been known to have more than one beer a week or a month, you know, so... Yeah. So you, the thing is, you're, you're, you almost sound like a typical American, right? You're what, 34, 33? Yeah. Okay, so the thing is, at this time frame, because you're active and you're still an athlete, you're actively burning off some calories, right? You're exercising. Yes. Do you think you'd be exercising if you weren't a golfer? Mm, tough choice because, I mean, I don't play golf and I would still run. So, yeah, I think I would. Okay, I mean, you said so you were signed up for a marathon, yeah, right? Yeah, yes. Okay, so, like, you're an athlete. You're probably going to keep working out. Yeah. But what would happen with those genes that you just mentioned and if you didn't work out? Yeah, I would be in a, 
and that's what I think sets me apart because I, I visually see my family and I know there's a difference because, you know, the trend is they've been more heavyweight and I don't, like, I'm the thinnest of anybody in my family. I'll just leave it there, you know? Okay. Um, and I think those other folks are, they're not active, but they're trying to be now that they're seeing that there's effects and consequences. Right. So, I mean, I think if you were wanting my assessment of just what you just talked about right now, if you continue the way you're going right now and you eat like, you know, 50% of your meals kind of healthy and then you just go off on the weekends and eat like crap, yeah. then, then you're probably more at risk for developing Alzheimer's. Yeah. Because of the genetics, because of that type 3 diabetes and the insulin fluctuation. All week long, you're eating to kind of healthy and your insulin's not spiking too much, but then on the weekends, you're gorging and your insulin's going up and down like crazy and you're probably tired and you're lethargic, you're sleeping, you're just lazy, right? But if you were to let yourself go and not even exercise at all, then you would probably be also at risk for type 2 diabetes, which is the lifestyle one that you would acquire that's usually what you hear about in your family. Yeah, they got like diabetes late in life. That's the one you'd also be at risk for. Yeah. So like diabetes is one of the worst things to have. Like it's not by any means a good or like or a healthy prognosis if you become a diabetic because it's like a race against time to see which organ system is going to fail first. The diabetes diseases, the line of them affect everything in your body, right? Eyesight, feet, right? Uh, your kidneys, you know, your pancreas, it affects your brain affects your heart you know so when you talk about your diet sean i want you to think about this man i want you to think about that every time that you eat something this is your medicine and so when you eat something that's healthy for you are you helping your genetic risks or are you hurting them um 50 50 right now so 50 50 right now but just so tough why is there why is it so readily available to get a Reese's Buttercup or like is that bad for you or oh man I, I can't knock know. that I can't knock that because I had some last night yeah. because the Valentine's that just happened so yeah. like they, they had the candy on sale but the thing is I like probably I, I can't have a, a a drip of alcohol well you told me there's one good alcohol but still it's bad for so, you so I'm gonna tell you this man like that's a great question because I can tell you that most people will probably have one or two indulgence like indulgence, like where they'll probably say, oh, I drink wine or maybe I eat a lot of chocolate or you know, I love ice cream. Some people say like they yeah. love cereal, like, you know, like, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. All right. And all kinds, like, you know, the, the ones with the marshmallows in them and if all you sat stuff. here and ate cereal for the rest of your life, you're, you're dying of diabetes, right? Most likely. Right. Because uh, it's all like sugar from the, the, the carbs. And then of course, sugar from the marshmallows and the food dies. So think about this. If you were to say, well, I'm not going to give up cereal. I'm not going to give up my beer. I'm not going to give up, you know, chocolate. Then I would say, well, eat the best kind and make it easier on your body to metabolize mm -hmm. and break down all that sugar. Okay, so now it goes back to your genetics. So if you have that risk for Alzheimer's and diabetes, like type 2, and you eat ice cream, okay, do you think your body, given those genetics, it's going to be easier or harder to break down that sugar and utilize it for energy in your body? It's going to be harder. That's right. So if you say that it's going to be harder, the reason why is because it's going to be harder to break down that sugar because your body has to work overtime and it has to utilize sugar as a form of energy. Your body's not meant to run on sugar. Mm. Okay. It can run on carbs, but like different kind of carbs, you know, like that from fruits and vegetables and like ancient grains and all that stuff for mm. the most part, but it's not meant to run on sugar, but 
Baldo's doing a freaking no grain diet and no sugar diet for the thir- past 30 days. And how, what is, is sugar in every food that you find? It's ridiculous. Everything, right? And it's labeled as what? Other stuff too? Sucrose, a bunch of oses, and it's, I mean, there's just stuff that you can't pronounce or natural flavors. Yeah. Quote unquote. Yeah. Flavors. You just never know what that means. So, so if you start reading your labels, you can see that if you have two ice creams, and one has 20 ingredients in them and the other has six, you're thinking, well, the 20 ingredients are probably going to be harder for me to break down, but the six ingredients might be a lot easier for my body. So then if you say, I'm going to indulge and have chocolate ice cream, then say, get the one that has the less ingredients, the one that seems like a healthier option. Okay. Okay. So less sugar, like if they have sugar, like the, pick the less of two evils. Bingo. That's what I'm saying. So like, I love chocolate. I had Reese's Peanut Butter Cups last night. I don't care. Like, I'll <laughs> be the first to admit it. I don't eat it every day. Yeah. And I maybe have that once every couple months or so, if that. Like, it, I don't eat M&M's like they're going out of style. I like Hershey Kisses, but those things are different than the other but stuff. But those Hershey Kisses are, are good because I thought chocolate was okay for you. Well, and... to a certain degree, obviously. If you eat, like, a whole bag like I do in one sitting, it's not going to be good for you, right? Yeah. But, like... It's going to cause an insulin spike with me and it causes my blood sugar to go havoc and insulin to do that as well. But like if you eat chocolate, it's probably like more of a natural organic, you know, uh, um, you know, fair trade mix. Then you're probably going to be easier to break that down and then you're probably going to not have digestive problems with it. Then you'll probably be able to use it for better energy. Yeah, as opposed, it's really hard to find chocolate without sugar. He found it though. I did find it once. I haven't <laughs> found it since. It's like uh, 90% cocoa. Like, Coaco, right? Yeah. yeah, like, yeah, and it's bitter. Like, it's a oh, bitter taste. Know. You know, so nobody likes it, nobody right? Nobody likes yeah. it. No. Like it. Well, see, that's the thing. Certain people will. Well, so. now he's got But it. I like black coffee, too. I mean, just the darker, the better, right? For me. Hmm. Well, see, that's the thing. So then you go to say, well, well I love coffee. And then you say, well, I want to have my coffee in the morning, right? And I say, you can do that. Just drink it black, like Baldo does. Is uh, in that great debate coffee or tea? Both are good. And of course, like, uh, both have caffeine in it. It's what you put into it. So creamer like, and sugar. Yeah, if you put all that into it, like... No good. Yeah, that's no good. Come on. I mean, like, the creamers, like, dairy by itself is one of the most horrible things for most people's bodies to digest. So if you throw in, like, creamers that have not only, like, bad dairy that's processed, but then you also have, like, fake sugar that's in there, too, it's going to wreak havoc on your system, man. That sucks. Yeah, I know. I could bring uh, all kinds of food for you right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, well, you have. Yeah, I have. And you I will. Have. And, uh, I will. I'll, and I'll keep doing it. Thanks, I appreciate it, well, uh, the Dr. Thing Mendoza. Is, well, the thing is about it, like, you you have to know this stuff, right? Because no one's telling you this is what to look for in your food. And if you – I mean, the first thing you asked me when you came in here was, like, you know, I got these questions. You know, we've been talking through email, like, well, I want to ask you about this. I want to ask you about that. I mean, where do you find your information from? Uh, what? Well, I don't seek it out, so I don't even have it. And I would say the internet, you know? I don't seek it out. I mean, I'm seeking it out now. Uh, but that's because we know each other. Yeah, but right? I wouldn't. I wouldn't even look it up. Well, that's a good question. I mean, the thing, but that you're, you're, you're the perfect example of how most people are because the truth is if you go to the doctor, the traditional doctor's office, you're going to be put on cholesterol pills or blood pressure pills or something. Statin, statin drugs? There'll be statin drugs, that's right, and blood pressure pills like beta, beta blockers. And, and it might be that you might have a little bit elevated 
blood pressure. You might have some bad cholesterol in your family, right? But the thing is, that's all you pretty much know. If I go to the doctor, they're gonna put me on something, right? It's not. It's gonna be rare that you just show up after ten years when you're like thirty-eight and have a physical, and it's like, damn, Sean, like you're in perfect you're health, killing. man. You're killing. <laughs> no, it. I don't awesome. know about you guys. I don't know about you. That's how it's gonna happen with me at thirty-eight. Yeah, that's exactly. Bro. Like I'm just going and right. rolling the dice. I'll make man. a deal. That'll be five years, and I won't show up for the next four. And he's gonna be like. You're good to go, bro. You're good to go, man. <laughs> Keep doing what you're doing. Just right. don't show up and just come back another yeah, 10. Yeah, everyone should be doing what Sean's doing uh, yeah. as far as diet goes. And that's not going to happen, right? I mean, it's just it's genetics. Even me, who like tries their hardest to take care of themselves. Uh, I know the comment, you can dismiss the comment about the Reese's Peanut Butter Cup. But like, I usually try to go mostly vegan nowadays. And uh, I'm still like pre-diabetic. I haven't checked my blood work in like, about a year. But like, I was close to being pre-diabetic. And that's genetics for me. So I don't want to give genetics a fighting chance if I don't have to. Now, this brings me to a second part. Like you asked about the diet and you asked about a liver detox earlier, right? Mm -hmm. You said, how many times do you want to do that? And, and you said maybe once a year. Is that what you were thinking? Yeah. Okay. I would say do a liver detox every day. All right. Okay. Now, what do you think a liver detox is? Yeah. So in my brain, I was thinking of a supplement that you would take you know, for 30 days and oh, I did a liver detox. Okay, so that's how most people think. It's kind of like if you were to say, I want to change my diet, why do you want to change your diet? It's either because you want to be healthier or because you want to lose weight. That's, I mean, the most common reasons, right? And especially with the New Year's, how many people did you see uh, in the gyms, right? Yeah. And come mid-March, they're all like gone, yeah. right? So if you want to... I just want to be healthier, but I don't think I'm sick. Okay, so perfect. So then you say, well, what can I do to make myself a little bit healthier, right? And I think at this point right now, I'm assuming, and you know what happens when that you say that, but if you don't want to take medication, that means that you think that medication is for sick people, right? And you're not sick, right? You're you're healthy. Like you take care of yourself, you're yeah. active, you eat semi-healthy, you know, mm -hmm. right? So, mm -hmm. So I agree with that statement, but with all the other stuff in the background, it's like, what are you doing today to keep you healthy tomorrow? And so diet's one thing, liberty detox is a second. And we love liberty detoxes here, man, at MSW Lounge. Our biggest seller to this point has been our Slenderella shot. It is a weight loss shot, it's an energy shot, but it's a liver detox. And the reason why people lose weight off of it is because you're detoxing with the liver. And if you think about this, we talked earlier about, um, I don't know, were we talking about plastic or, oh, we, oh, we were talking about deodorant and all that stuff, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. like, you're like, well, shoot, like if, if the toxins get in my body, you know, even from the soaps and the, the we talked about Shampoos some of that shampoo and, and all that. You, right. Deodorant. Right. Yeah. Just like, how do you get rid of those toxins? So what about sweating? You think that's a detox? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Um, what do you think about sitting like in a sauna? Oh, for sure. I okay. love that. Yeah. And I, I like to uh, run with long sleeve shirts on even in the summertime just to just get my, I guess, body temperature up and hopefully yeah, sweat out detox, more. Yeah. So, I love that. So that's a great way to detox. Do you know that going to the bathroom is a detox? I know. I think before I got here, I detoxed. You were detoxing. I detoxed yeah. after my uh, after your fusion. I, after I, your IV fusion. That's right. So uh, there's many ways to detox. But the, the crazy thing about it is in all those detoxes, the liver is involved. And liver does not get enough love because the liver, and you'll love this, this will be a great trivia uh, fact every, any day you're watching Jeopardy, uh, look for this one. It says, which is the organ that can replenish itself if you were to cut it in half? 
You did the liver. The liver. And the great thing is, what is the liver, right? <laughs> and then uh, you would say the liver because you have this thing that detoxifies every single thing that goes in your body, whether it's plastic, whether it's coming from your shampoo, whether it's coming from the food you eat. The fluorescent lights, your liver is trying to detox everything. And if it can't detoxify everything, then you have inflammation and toxins that back up in your system. That you can't pee it out, you can't poop it out, you can't sweat it out. Think about if you weren't active, you wouldn't be sweating all the time. If you didn't have a good digestive tract, you wouldn't be peeing and pooping all the time, right? So think about those people who are constipated, who are, don't eat right, and then sit at home on their butts all the time. Oh my They're God. not detoxing at all. And nowadays, you've heard of uh, cirrhosis of the liver, right? You know, an alcoholic pretty much gets it, right? Yeah, okay. my, my aunt has it. Okay, so the amazing thing about when you have cirrhosis, your liver becomes calcified. Okay, now think about what I said a while ago about your liver being cut in half. If your liver is cut in half, it's not calcified. Once it becomes calcified, it's like petrified, right? Like it's, it's rock solid, it's done, you know? And that's what happens with her liver. And her liver is, it's basically shutting down. Your liver can regenerate itself, and if it's cut in half, it can regenerate itself all the way up to the point be, before it comes cirrhotic, before it becomes calcified. Once there is, there's no going back. It won't do that. You can cut it in half, but it's dead. And if the liver not only detoxifies everything, then you would think that as much crap as Americans put in their diet and put in their systems, you would want to detox all the effing uh, time, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So you would think that a liver detox shouldn't be done just once a year. It's like every day, right? Yeah. And so what are just basic liver detoxes you can do? You know, I just like even at lunch, I had a hamburger at a nice restaurant because I thought it was going to be good. And I feel like... I can feel it. Like, I feel heavy when I leave. I feel slower in the brain. And uh, and I'll tell you what, like, I've had a lot. Like, I, I own it up that I'm 33 now versus 18. But I feel like I've had a lot more issues lately with inflammation, joint fatigue, you know, joint pain, uh, muscle fatigue, I meant. Muscle fatigue, joint pain, and all these things. So, um... I don't know how to get away from it because like you know Baldo's saying sugar's everywhere so is bread so is dairy and well so the first answer to your question you said liver like what's a good liver you talk um have you heard of turmeric you know I have okay so okay. again what to believe when you read online sure of course so turmeric I see it as a supplement on, on the shelf right but yeah. then I also heard like on tv that uh turmeric doesn't work unless you activate it with uh, black pepper that's true. That's completely true. So it, does the supplement work as effective as they're trying ah, to sell it to me? So or do I need to get pure and pure? You're asking a very advanced question. I love that. That's, that shows that you're doing your research. And the answer to your question is I would tend to think that turmeric root or turmeric root, however you want to pronounce it, um, is probably the better option because it's more natural, right? You want to get... You want to get things as in its most natural form as possible yeah, into your body, yes. right? So what's better than taking a turmeric root and basically like scraping it and shaving it to the point where it's like fresh turmeric powder <laughs> into your eggs, your salad, even, and you throw some black pepper in I haven't there. even seen that, brother. Like, I don't shove at Sprouts just yet. There's not one near me, so I... It's know, okay, though. I, I mean, walked around produce the other day, and it was like... You know, what are these, you know? And well, that's see, the mangoes and well, you, you, oranges. That's, that's the thing, right? Most people will say, oh, I can't find it because I go to this regular supermarket down the road. They yeah. don't have it. They actually have it in your spice section. So with the cinnamon and the nutmeg. I've seen it. I've, yeah, seen okay, it. Okay, yeah. I've seen it. So when I see that, I'm like, 
cool, like, is there got to be some kind of cool, like, uh, you know, uh, transformation from this turmeric with black pepper? And then it's like, then that's the end all be all? Or does it just have to get tossed in the same drink and yeah. you can have it? That's it, man. As raw vegetable spice food as possible. So that was spice. And most likely it wasn't cooked or anything. It was just shaved, hopefully, and just put into a little jar. That maybe preserved somehow, you know. But you, the ones that are most organic, those things only cost like 3 or $4. And you can basically throw that in your eggs. I do that all the time. And then throw black pepper in it. And there you go. You just made yourself a turmeric supplement. And that's something you in can like, throw in every day. Um, you know, when you're talking about these supplements, like how – what – um, what size do they become actually potent on your body? Like not potent, but w effective on your body. Like how much do you have to eat of turmeric for it to actually gotcha. work? So it depends. It depends on what you're doing it for. So if you have joint pain that you said, like it was getting swollen and all that, oh, yeah. I would say find out and increase the amount of turmeric you're taking and measure it daily to see if your joint pain starts going down. Well, that's super hard because... I'll go three days and everything's going well, but then I'll have a beer, you know, and is that, that's going to throw off my levels. And Okay, so if you were to have that happen to you, what's the culprit for making your joint swell and be painful? The beer. Okay, so do you think the beer is helpful for you or harmful for you? <laughs> so uh, socially and emotionally helpful, but, but uh, internally and medically probably not the best. Okay, but let's just let's keep. I get where you're coming from. Emotionally, come on. I don't to I I get where you're coming from, but like physically speaking, yeah. for your health, yeah, not good. Okay, the beer. Not okay, good. so the thing is, you would probably have to increase the amount of turmeric you were taking. If you're going to keep drinking to beer. To offset that, yeah. To offset well, that. Well, I want to, and you know, like you said, I'm not going to give up everything. I mean. So, so here's how you look at it. Like, imagine I would have say, Sean, you have back pain and it's never going to get better. Unless I stop eating red meat. And still, uh, yeah. And then you would say, well, I'm not going to get red meat. And I'd say, well, I guess you're just going to have low back pain forever. Lesser so, of two evils. Right. So then. Turkey. That, so that's the idea of saying less than the amount of things that will cause havoc on your system. And if you're going to have chocolate or dairy or, you know, red meat or, you know, whatever, a beer, then be prepared to combat it with something that you know is going to help you. And so you feel like, uh, so if I go on a week where I'm, I'm, I think I'm, I think I'm eating well and things are going well, let's say, let's say I just had a shake every single day for three meals a day for five days. And then when that next day comes and I have a beer and a hot, and, and a hot dog and a hamburger, so that following next day, I would almost like need to double up on, you know, you have to counteract what you did. Yeah. I mean, if you have back pain and your pain's hurting more than usual, won't you like take a double? Pill? Yeah. 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 So, I mean, that's, yeah. so I mean, turmeric's your medicine. Because if, if, think about this, if you were to take turmeric and black pepper and put that in your eggs or put in your salad or sandwich or whatever, and it helped your joint pain, isn't that considered your medicine? So yes. if you were to be in more pain due to the beer you ate or drank, I'm sorry, then you would say, well, I got to take double the dose today. So then you would say, not only am I going to put in eggs and breakfast in the morning, I'm going to put it in like my salad at night or my sandwich or whatever, my fries or whatever. I mean, he makes turmeric avocado salsa. Mm. That sounds good. It's delicious. You, have a some, little you, bit go over the, you come little, over to the house, you can have some. A little diced tomato in there with a little Everything. onion, a little green pepper. But think about it. But what's in, the, what's in, your, uh, what's in, what's in your, your recipe? Everyone wants to know what's in your, 
turmeric avocado salsa recipe. Everyone always asks about it. <laughs> uh, it's got a lot of turmeric, black pepper to help you absorb the turmeric, avocados. I guessed all that. Tomatoes. Um, three different types of tomatoes. Um, <clears throat> oh, okay. Nice, yeah. Onions, garlic, cilantro, lemon, carrots. No salt. Mm, oh, yeah, garlic salt. I'll throw some garlic salt in there. That's it? And that's going to be it. A whole yeah. lot of love. Smush, uh, smush. Now that I got avocado oil, I'm going to add a little... I, I always add a little bit of oil and a little bit of vinegar just for a preserve. Yeah. But that's it. So think about what he just made. And that's probably like... You could argue that's probably the healthiest meal that you could eat. Yeah. I agree. I'm, honestly, because it has the avocado, which is the healthiest fat in the world. Olive oil, uh, avocado oil, which is the healthiest oil to cook with in the world you have turmeric which think about this turmeric can kill cancer cells it's research there's research that shows that it can kill cancer cells so now that's going in there okay um now you have garlic garlic is a huge antibiotic it's a huge antifungal food and antiviral it's an anti-inflammation food so are the peppers so are the onions so the carrots have vitamin a right uh what else do you i mean we have I mean, there's all that food in there. It was medicine, just all medicine. And so the cool thing is, is that you have food already that you could be doing, like doing that on a daily basis mm. and eating that for with like your chips, I guess, if you want to do that. And all of a sudden you're liver detoxing. Besides the turmeric, what, uh, what else do you recommend for a liver detox? Broccoli. But no cheese. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, yeah, no cheese. I eat that. stuff like that too. I mean, I eat broccoli. Just dip, dip it with some hummus, man. And well, and then just uh, like fry it, like steam it. It doesn't matter. I eat it I raw. was curious. So like raw, you eat it raw? Yeah. Um, I'm curious. So like when you steam vegetables or let's say you freeze, like I froze kale the other day because it was kind of, you know, going bad on me. I'm almost like, do you, when you change the property of the item, does it change the benefit to you? That's an awesome question. Uh, yes, it does actually. So when you cook foods at higher temperatures, it loses a lot of its nutrients. Yeah. So if you want to actually cook, the best way to probably do it is at low temperature, uh, like a low simmer or even like a crock pot. There's like a whole thing like pressure cooker craze going on, which is because you don't want to really get, I don't know, I don't know the exact number, but like maybe you probably don't want to get above like 120 degrees Fahrenheit for your food if you're going to cook it. Like microwaves, that's out of the question, right? You don't want to do that. That sucks everything up and kills your, your food basically. So if you do like a low simmer, low boil or maybe like a, a crock pot you're going to keep most of the nutrients in there but if you eat raw you keep all the nutrients in there hmm. so that's why i said if you can cook something like his the, the, the sauce that he made so, he he didn't cook it he just put in the vitamix <laughs> he chopped it up put in the vitamix when you uh when you put a baked potato in the microwave that's like pointless you're if eating... it's if it's a white potato with uh, a microwave, yeah. If you put a white potato in the microwave, man, not only is that potato basically just sugar for you, but then the microwave zaps out all the nutrients, maybe the iron, the calcium, potassium that could possibly be in there. I mean, most of it, maybe not all of it, but most of it. That's insane. I just uh, there's there's other stories I've heard, and it kind of throws me off. Um, you need a no. We're good right now. I think we're at, we're at 28 minutes. Nice, awesome. Hey, so. I mean, the thing about it, Sean, is that 
you you have really good questions and these are very very much something that you should be asking a doctor but would you ever go into your doctor's office and ask them questions like this yeah <laughs> i would it, i it's funny you ask that or you say that because i uh i feel like i have an open relationship with my doctor and i want to tell him what i do and i want to see what he says and but i i guarantee you i'm i'm one in a million because i feel like even my wife says you told your doctor that i'm like yeah you know that's he needs to know what what i do um you know good and bad and and figure out how to diagnose me and help me the best so i agree completely open I, and, book. I, and I'm, I'm glad that you said that because i wish more people would do that so next time that you actually start asking these questions make sure that the person on the other end knows what they're talking about because they're really good questions and you need really good answers and i think i got them today john ah you're too kind, man. Thank well, you. Well, Sean, thank you for jumping on this improv uh, podcast here. Baldo, thanks for chiming in here. And come see us at MSW Lounge in beautiful West Lake Hills, Texas. Y'all take care.